Hello, my name is Adrian Goldberg and welcome to the Byline Times podcast. The Byline Times, it's what the papers don't say, what radio doesn't report and what telly doesn't tell you. This time, the price of citizenship, the children being charged more than £1,000 to claim what is theirs by right. This mum of three was born in the UK and only discovered by accident that she had to apply to become a British citizen. Now her kids are facing the same ordeal. One of my children have said they don't want to be here in this country because of how people treat others and how you don't feel that you're part of the UK. You just don't. Much more on this to come. First, a reminder, though, that this podcast is funded by subscriptions to The Byline Times, which reports without fear or favour on politics, the media and more via a brilliant monthly newspaper. Get details of how to subscribe at our website, bylinetimes.com. That's at bylinetimes.com. And thank you to everyone who's already taken out a subscription. Now, our latest story starts with the British Nationality Act, passed by Parliament in 1981 and which came into force on the 1st of January 1983. Previously, simply being born in the UK was enough to qualify as a British citizen, but from this day onwards, children needed to have a parent who was a British citizen, or who was at least a permanent resident in the country. This might seem like a minor change, but as the years have gone by, it has left thousands of youngsters effectively stateless. These are children who were born and raised in the UK, and who might only discover that they aren't officially British when the time comes to apply for a passport or a place at university. Without citizenship, their right to remain in the UK might be challenged, they could have problems accessing student loans, certain benefits or getting a job. And when they realise that they have to register as British, it's not a straightforward process. The Home Office charges them a fee of £1,012. One woman, let's call her Susan, has been sharing her story. So I have three children, 11, 13 and 16, all who are still not officially British citizens as of yet. They... What's happened, basically, the system many years ago, you could only become British if your mother and father were married at the time of your birth. Unfortunately for myself, my mother and father were not married at the time of my birth, which therefore meant that I couldn't take on British nationality through my father because my mother wasn't British at the time. So because of that, I didn't have automatic citizenship, British citizenship, which then meant because of that ruling, my children also didn't have British citizenship from me. So have you since acquired British citizenship? Yes. So I am a British citizen. However, um, it was a long and dubious 15 years because the law kept on changing. A law came into effect in 2018, I believe. And it basically meant that you could acquire your British citizenship through your father. So that is how I became British. Because I was unaware that I wasn't British, I continued my life as a British citizen up until 
I became an adult and applied for my adult passport and then got refused. And that's how I found out I wasn't British. Wow. How was that then at the age of 18 to suddenly discover that you weren't British having lived in this country all your life? I was shocked because I have traveled up until an adult when you could travel on a parent's passport. So I was never stopped by immigration, never had any immigration letters, actually never had any problems, border controls, um, just had no correspondence with the UK Home Office. So as far as I was concerned, I was a British national. So I was very, very shocked and quite frankly, a bit, a bit upset with the UK immigration system because it just, to me, it doesn't make sense at all. I feel that there's a lot of discrimination up to this day um, to have a parent who is British and still as a child not be entitled to British citizenship. I just find that unjust. And now the fact that it then went and fell to my children, yeah, it just really, really confused me. And you were born here, you were raised here, you had a father who was a British citizen, but because he wasn't married to your mum at the time when you were born, at that time you were not allowed to be considered a British citizen. That is correct. Yes. And because of that situation, that historical situation, your children now, who were also born here, and who have been raised here, are also now having to fight to get their British citizenship. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. I mean, it's mine. It's, it's, um, it really is. It really is. And um, it does infuriate me every time I think about it or speak to people about it because I've never come out of this country for longer than a month. My children have never kept step foot out of the country. And it's quite sad that the UK government feel it's acceptable to have children here who are classed as really stateless and actually can profit so significantly on minors, it's absolutely atrocious. You said your mother was not a British citizen. So like many of us in the UK, part of your heritage is from elsewhere, but you and your children have been born here, raised here. I know I keep emphasising that point, but it's, I think, so important in this discussion. How does it make you feel in terms of belonging to this country of which you are unquestionably a part and with which you are inextricably linked? It almost makes me feel alienated. I feel that how can I justify to other people that I am a British citizen when I had to fight to stay in a country where, like you said, I was born and bred, but had to pay to become a citizen here. On that note, I couldn't go elsewhere. 
so basically there was nowhere else for me to get to, to be deported to because my mother also became a British citizen of the year I was born. So the country that she comes from, I couldn't get that citizenship because she renounced her citizenship from the country. So I, up to this day, although I've got the paper that proves I'm a British citizen, I still don't feel that I am part of the 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 community, should we say, um, because my children are still not British citizens. And for me, that hurts me. That whole unjust um, just hurts me. And I just feel like I vote, I pay my taxes, I do everything according to the, the British society, should we say. But yet there was such a huge uproar into becoming a British citizen. The UK immigration system is very, very strange, and I feel it needs a whole revamp. I feel that, you know, the whole running of it from the top all the way to the bottom completely needs to to change. I feel the fee process, the um, entry process, everything, it just needs a whole revamp. And your children now to acquire the British citizenship to which they are entitled will have to each pay, or you'll have to pay for them, more than £1,000. That is correct, yes. £1,012 per child. Yes. And then obviously, like everybody else, you have to pay for the passport. So more than likely... For, oh, and you have to pay for biometrics. So you're probably talking about 1,100 and something pounds per child. The thought of that is just very stressful. And also, my children are very involved in quite a lot of things, extracurricular activities, um, where they want to go and travel, want to come out of the country and things like that, of which, of course, they can't do until they have a British passport. This has been detrimental to them because they are highly involved in certain, like I said, certain things. And we've had to decline on numerous occasions just because of this loophole. So they've missed Um, out on educational opportunities abroad. They have, and sporting opportunities, unfortunately. And I just wonder how it makes them feel. They have a mum who is a British citizen. They have a granddad and a grandmother who became a British citizen. And yet they are not at the moment classed as British citizens. And they're going to have to pay, or you're going to have to pay, to acquire that British citizenship. How does that make them feel, do you think, in terms of their relationship with this country, their country? One of my children have said they don't want to be here in this country because of how people treat others and how you don't feel that you're part of the UK. You just don't. You almost feel like an outsider. I mean, having to tell children, you know, my children, that you have to take pictures to do your applications and then you have to do biometrics. It's quite a lot for children to take on board because they're thinking, you know, they hear on the news all the time about other people coming to the UK 
fleeing from countries because of war and just coming here to settle and things. And literally, you're going through virtually the same process as other people coming here from other countries. So for them, they couldn't understand that. It was quite mind-blowing how you can do exactly the same, but be born and bred here and not come out of the country. The Home Office sent me a response when I raised questions about this, and they said that fees are set at a level to provide the resources necessary to run our borders and migration system. And I replied saying, well, the argument from campaigners and from people like you, presumably, is that this has nothing to do with borders and migration. This is about people in the UK with a right to citizenship. They're already in the UK, so it's not a question of borders. And they aren't migrants. Absolutely. Absolutely. What that is, is a generic response. And it's basically just saying, in a nutshell, we don't care. We are putting out this fee and we know people are going to complain. But actually, we don't care because we are making money off of minors. And that's exactly what it is. What would your appeal be to politicians and to the Home Office who are responsible for this? majority of the children or minors should we say in this loophole as we've said before are children born and bred in the UK who are stuck in a system where their father and their mothers were not one was not British at the time of the birth and they were not married so that is it the UK government they need to stop profiteering off of minors and put a fee that is in line for parents to be able to afford for their children to become British. How difficult has it been for you to get the money together to afford the more than £1,000 per child to register? It's been stressful. It's been very, very stressful. You have to borrow off of family members and friends Obviously, everybody understands the nature of these applications. So they realize that it's something, you know, it's such a big thing. However, it's a very, very huge amount. I mean, we're talking nearly three and a half thousand when you've put everything, biometrics and passports included into those applications. That's three and a half thousand pounds for three children who were born and bred in the UK to become British citizens. It's been really, really difficult to find that money. That's Susan. Now, a charity, the Project for the Registration of Children as British Citizens, has been fighting the corner of Susan's kids and others like them since 2012. In that time, PRCBC have won significant concessions, including a waiver on fees for children in local authority care and recently for those whose families are experiencing serious financial difficulties. But everyone else, and we're talking about more than 30,000 kids a year, will still have to pay the full amount. Home Office documents show that the cost of administering child citizen applications is £416, so the rest of the £1,012 goes into the Home Office coffers. Who are the people affected by this? I've been chatting to Solange Valdez-Simmons, who set up PRCBC, 
and first Steve Valdez-Simmons, who volunteers for the project and who also speaks for Amnesty International on this issue. The key people affected are people who are born in the UK who, at the time of their birth, their parents were not British citizens or settled in the UK and so were born after the 1st of January 1983 not British citizens. If they'd been born earlier, they would have been born British. And they have rights, if they turn out to be staying and growing up in this country, to register as British citizens because as they grow up, it's recognised that actually they are as connected here as anyone else born here and therefore should be British citizens, just like the group who remain having British citizenship at birth because their parents were British or settled. So what criteria did you need to meet then after 1983 to acquire British citizenship? There are a number of provisions, but probably the most popular one would be the child born in the UK and have completed his first 10 years in the, in the UK. The second would be a child born in the UK and one of the parents becomes British or settled. What became problematic then? The first problem which has always been a bit of an issue, is people not knowing their rights. And first of all, not even knowing that they're not British, even though they've got a British birth certificate, they're born here and they haven't been anywhere else. But the next problem arises when people discover that they don't have British citizenship and need formally to register as British. And then we get into the question of the application process, and particularly the imposition of a fee, which from the mid-2000s began to be a fee that was charged way above the cost of the application process. It became a problem when there was a failure from the state to educate or inform citizens of these changes, um, and individuals became either young adults or reached certain age and were not aware of the fact that they are not British. Because they assumed that as they were born in Britain, they were British. That's right, because they had a birth certificate and nobody asked anything and they didn't have a problem attending schools, etc. So, yeah. What difficulties did people face? Suddenly a child wants to go to university or get a Saturday job and they might be asked for evidence of their passport right to work. And that's when the child or young adult discovers that they are not British, or they submit an application for a British passport and they get a refusal of a British passport and with confirmation that they're not British. Those people, though, as you've described it, did have the right to acquire British citizenship. They simply had to go through a process. Absolutely. They have to go through a formality of registering that right with the Home Office. And that's where the fee became one of the many obstacles. At the time, it was £35 when it was first introduced. We are now at £1,012, which most of it is a profit-making, and it goes into the immigration system. In the mid-2000s, the Labour government generally decided that it would start trying to make money out of the fees that it could charge for immigration and nationality purposes. And it didn't then 
think about how what it would mean to charge someone for their citizenship rights. It just treated everybody that it was going to be charging as if they were migrants, when clearly the people affected by these fees are not migrants and have entitlements. So it wrapped everything up together and started charging fees far above the cost of any process from 2007. And ever since then, successive governments have have consistently ratcheted up the fee. You mentioned the fact that people who are applying for citizenship in this way are treated as migrants, but but they aren't, are they? They are, they are British citizens in waiting, as it were. That's exactly right. They are as British as, as, as I am, as Solange is, as all of their peers. And it was always Parliament's intention that these rights would ensure that their British identity would be recognised through citizenship. And now we have had the extraordinary position of that vital aim of confirming people's citizenship and identity being basically obstructed, prevented even, by huge fees designed to raise money for an immigration system that properly has nothing to do with them. The background of all of these rights that were introduced, such as being born in the UK and one of the parents becoming settled, it was a recognition that these children have strong connection with the UK. The end of USOLI was a recognition that individuals have to have connection in the UK. And it was established as certain criteria, certain group of individuals born in the UK would have a connection by certain requirements, such as born here and having completed 10 years in the UK. And what kind of difficulties then did the fee, the very high fee, have on people who were looking to exercise their right to British citizenship? It means that people, children, with parents who cannot afford the fee are not able to exercise that right that children have been given by Parliament, by an Act of Parliament. People who are on very low income, people on benefits, people with mental health problems, disabled, they're just unable to afford the fee. And not forgetting that this fee is it's a big chunk of it, part of a profit-making to maintain the immigration system. We have children with no status, are unable to feel integrated, feel part of the peerage, feel part of this country. They're born here, they are made to feel not part of this society. Many children feel profoundly alienated by realising suddenly that they're not British when they feel British, they always understood they were British, and then discovering that not only do they have to go through a process to claim the citizenship that is theirs by right, but actually they're then excluded by the government demanding thousands of pounds from them. And of course, they look around and feel so excluded compared to all of their peers whom they've grown up with, whom they are as much a part of the community as, yet they don't get to have a British passport they get to be treated as somehow different, excluded and othered. Steve Valdez-Simmons with Solange Valdez-Simmons from the Project for the Registration of Children as British Citizens. Now, when we contacted the Home Office, they told us, we don't profit from citizenship fees, so to suggest otherwise is wrong and misleading. 
I find this puzzling because, as I've pointed out earlier, the published unit cost of registering child citizenship applications is £416. That's less than half the cost the child or young person has to pay to apply. The Home Office also said fees are set at a level to provide the resources necessary to run our borders and migration system. This rightly reduces our reliance on UK taxpayer funding. I emailed back saying that this response goes right to the heart of the question because it references funding for the borders and migration system. The argument from campaigners is that this issue has absolutely nothing to do with borders and migration. It is about people in the UK with a right to citizenship. They're already in the country. They aren't migrants. They're not crossing borders. I asked the Home Office, do you have a response to that? I'm still waiting. I'm Adrian Goldberg. This has been the Byline Times podcast, funded by subscriptions to the Byline Times. You get more details on how to subscribe at bylinetimes.com. And don't forget as well to check out our brilliant new Bylines app, the key which will open the whole Bylines universe for you. It's available now via Apple and coming soon on Android. That's the Bylines app. See you soon. Cheers. Cheers.